Hello, and welcome to Heal, Love, and Grow with Hasina. Ever have those moments in life where things are looking up and you smile thinking of how blessed you are, only to have a major derailment? The detour of life, that's what I call it. It's when the universe doesn't let you get quite comfortable in your life without throwing a curveball, wanting to teach you yet another lesson. I'm sure you're nodding your head at this very moment. So come, join me as I take you on my most recent detour, where I went from dancing in heels to a wheelchair in a matter of hours, and the most important lessons it has taught me that I believe we can all learn from. I've always tried to be the glass half full type girl, getting family and friends to see the positive in every situation in life but it wasn't always easy. From a young age, I'd been battling multiple illnesses and had to endure several surgeries by the time I hit 40. That was over two years ago. I had suppressed a lot of my anger inside, hating God, hating myself, and just being angry while putting a smile on for the world to see. It wasn't until 2014 when I was misdiagnosed with multiple sclerosis and then later diagnosed with a rare autoimmune condition called transverse myelitis that I had to learn to surrender. I was chasing the money, loved my job, and had just moved into my home office in Toronto when I suddenly felt an overwhelming sensation of fatigue. I mean sleeping for 36 hours straight, only to wake up to left side weakness and in a matter of hours, total left side paralysis. I remember the day like it was yesterday, September 24th, 2014. By the time I had reached the triage desk at St. Henry Hospital in Toronto, I was unable to walk. Trying to hold in my fear so my daughter Aliana wouldn't panic was of no use. She could see it in my eyes. Within hours, I had witnessed doctors tearing up over my sudden inability to walk and poking needles in my spine to figure out exactly what was going on. It took six weeks to recover and walk again. Let me tell you, when you go from being this independent career woman to having to depend on a nurse for the simplest of tasks, like opening your soup and feeding you like a child, it makes you humble very fast. I recall one of my very first encounters with a personal support worker when she took me in a wheelchair to bathe me, and the next day I was excited and ready for my daily shower, only for her to tell me, you're not in a five-star hotel, you get showers three times a week. That's when I had them teach my daughter how to bathe me, so I didn't have to sit in my own body odor for more than a day. If that doesn't strip you of your dignity and wake you, I don't know what will. Over the last eight years, I have learned to handle the relapses and triggers, but I also learned a lot about myself. Like chasing money meant very little if you don't have your health. And there were things far greater than being a millionaire. Like being alive to see your daughter grow up and being able to dance with her barefoot on a beach for her graduation. Things that would never have been a reality if I kept going the way I did. It hit hard when I was told I could never walk again. I became disheartened, and I wondered why I was given yet another illness to bear. I did walk again. 
after giving the doctor a mouthful on not knowing me when he finished his speech of doom with, most people leave here to go to palliative care or in a body bag. I was determined to fight back. That was another lesson I learned. Trust myself and believe it was possible to do the things I once did, like ski. It was actually skiing earlier that year in Calgary where I had my first attack, though it was chalked up to working out too hard and dismissed by all the local doctors. I didn't think much of it until September of that year, almost eight months later. However, my epiphany didn't come from this diagnosis completely, but another that occurred simultaneous to this one, the diagnosis of cancer. That's another episode, as that was a journey on its own. But the combination of the two made me reevaluate my life. I took the news of not being able to work as a blessing that I had more time with my daughter. I learned to laugh and really embrace each day, discovering my joy for living. It was only then that life became richer, more filled with purpose and enjoyment. I woke each day trying not to take any day for granted. After 11 relapses in four years, I had found that stress was a trigger and managing it, though not an easy thing to do, was the best way to keep my symptoms at bay. We often dismiss the effects of stress on our mind, body, and soul until it wreaks havoc on our lives, sometimes even leading to death and destruction. I started doing meditations daily, yoga as often as I could, and I hit the gym religiously. That was until the pandemic hit. Everything came to a halt, and much like many around the world, my stress levels hit the roof. There was no escape, no outlet, and everyone was dealing with their own new reality. I had gotten into a relationship for all the wrong reasons. I even avoided red flags because I just wanted a bit of pleasure and a source of happiness outside of the four walls. But when his true intentions were exposed, even though friends and family had been screaming it with smoke signals, my body took a toll and the stress triggered another transverse myelitis relapse. It was end of May and with hospitals overflowing with COVID patients, I opted for treatment at home. My care was subpar and it took almost two months to recover. I spent a lot of time trying to numb the pain rather than face it, never really letting go of the hurt and betrayal of yet another failed relationship, but moreover, of the betrayal of my body as I went through another relapse. That's when I dug deep, real deep within, and I realized that all this changing myself and embracing each day meant nothing if I didn't learn to love myself and love wholeheartedly the scars illnesses, and all. That no one would love me if I didn't learn to love myself first. I started doing daily self-love care and practicing affirmations. I got into volunteering and doing these podcasts while also working on getting my story out there in a form of a book. Here I was finally doing things for me 
and loving who I became. At the end of November, my family and I paid our respects to my grandmother, who had passed four years prior. On the same day as her memorial, a dear friend was laid to rest very suddenly. I had been volunteering at the hospital to help cope with the stress and isolation of COVID, and at the same time was attending a world premiere gala of a movie that casted a childhood friend. I wore my finest heels and took extra time to prepare my perfect ensemble. I spent that Friday night with Aliana sipping hot apple cider at a Christmas market and a show on Saturday watching the famous Toronto Symphony Orchestra at Roy Thompson Hall. Each time fussing over the perfect outfit that matched to my Pinterest account. But I forgot the most important thing. I forgot to check in with my inner self. I forgot to take time to relax and quickly realized I was numbing pain again, but this time from the loss of two great people in my life, and then the reminder of others that had passed who were also close to me. Suddenly, my reality came crashing down, and by Sunday morning, I was in the emergency department in the hospital I volunteer at as a patient. My hand started to tremor, and within 30 minutes, I was dragging my left leg down the corridor of the emergency department waiting room. I was blessed that the staff knew me there, and I was taken rather quickly. I laid on that bed thinking about how only 24 hours prior, I was in heels, dancing to the music that played in the halls of Roy Thompson Hall, Aliana by my side, and embracing the day. Now, I'm in a wheelchair and strapped to IV treatments. I wasn't angry this time. I wasn't even disappointed. I knew I had to slow down, breathe, and remind myself to feel the pain rather than suppress it and to let go of the stress and pain I held so dear to me as if it was my burden alone to bear. I had to surrender to the universe and learn the lesson being given to me. So even though I left the hospital in a wheelchair, and today I still use a walker, I was thankful it wasn't worse and that I got to wake up today. If I have learned anything, it is to surrender and trust the universe to slow down and not let life pass you by without taking time for yourself, but most importantly, to make you a priority. Even when you're thrown curveballs, because that detour in life and those lessons learned, they just may save your life. Thank you for joining me on Heal, Love and Grow with Hasina. Until next time.